Brace, have you read Bronze Age Pervert? Well, so, yes. I've read the words of Bronze Age Pervert. I have not read the Bronze Age Pervert book, Bronze Age Mindset, though. Mm. Um, I, I will say that I am, I am space age pervert. <laughs> like I am able to look no, at no, that's um, what's his name? Fully automated luxury communism. Oh god, that nerd. What the fuck is that dude's name? I don't know, but there's that that guy should work in a mine. Forever. I told you we have to shut down goldsmiths until we figure out what's going on. Over don't there. know what goldsmith is, but I'm down to shut it down. That's it sounds yeah, bad. Well, um, I don't know what the fuck is going on there. Yeah, I, nothing no. good. Uh, so today we have a very titillating episode, but. Before, I should mention that there has been a lot of news in Epstein world. Um, a lot. Like, And we're not talking about any of it today. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> today we are talking solely about groypers and the about real, the Bronze Age pervert. Issues. Yeah, the, there's, there was, if you've watched the BBC interview with, uh, Randy, with Randy Andy. Andy, or if you've seen any of the other numerous stories that have come out, apparently he also said the N-word. Uh, Nonce. Which, exactly. Or not- Ninny. <laughs> which is <laughs> be careful brace yeah was knee bad no oh, okay i don't that's just okay you're freaking me out here <laughs> ninny's okay i can say ninny um i don't mean it in a bad way i think that he should not have done that interview no it doesn't <laughs> seem like that 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 was a good idea per se necessarily but for at him the same to, time mm-hmm I'm extremely happy he did that interview. One of the greatest days of my life. <laughs> so we are going to be doing a huge... Uh, Sprawling. <laughs> we have a lot to say on that interview. Yeah. There's a lot to, to tackle there. That interview was an and, hour. Our, our, yeah, we will talk about it. And the subsequent, like you mentioned, there's a, some other British people went on the air who also probably should not be allowed on television. Yes. Maybe, yeah, no one in the UK should just go on television for a little bit. Yeah. Because mm, they sh- we got to p- kind of put a moratorium on that. Yeah. So not just Goldsmith shut down, just the whole UK. Yeah. Just sh- shut it down. Because I don't know what the hell's going on over there. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so we are going to be talking about that. There's also, did you see that they're going to start, they're going to arrest the guards, the jail guards from the MCC? All right. So I have a GoFundMe to bail out the jail guards <laughs> so they don't get hanged while they're in prison. I mean, the yeah. justice we've all been waiting for, correct? Finally, they're going to arrest the culprits, the sleeping guards who are paid $50,000. They they, I guarantee they knew they were going to prison got paid so much money. I mean, we'll see. They refused to plea deal, remember? Yeah. Well, so what? I refuse that shit all the time. So we've got that. We've got a bunch of other stuff coming. But um, yes, we'll be talking about all of that early next week i actually have a special request that i did not clear with liz before i started talking right now um (laughs) if you have any dirt on internet personality yashar ali (laughs) please dm the true and on account this is for a project i'm working on this is a personal project i am going to ruin don't tell no i'm not gonna tell people it's a good it could be a good thing Uh, maybe i'm gonna give them a present uh but i have already found out some pretty weird stuff uh, and if you have any, any, any tidbits on uh, former Hillary Clinton fundraiser, former Gavin Newsom fucking aide in San Francisco City Hall, and current um, human groiper, uh, Yashar <laughs> Ali, please DM the True and On account. I will not credit you, or I will credit you if you desire. You should start a Yashar Ali groiper. Oh, but I guarantee there's a Yashar Ali groiper, but if there's not... Let a thousand Yashar Ali groipers bloom. My perfect-bodied physique golden gods out there, welcome (laughs) to the cave of man, the man cave, (laughs) Uh, where we are joined by foremost uh, scholar of the Bronze Age and the perverts within it, uh, Mike Crumps. Lur. Fuck! (laughs) What up? (laughs) Mike Crumpler, what's up? (laughs) Happy to have you. 
um, uh, for having me on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we wanted to have you on because there are a bunch of very interesting and uh, unique changes, uh, transformations happening, breaks, civil wars, mm-hmm. uh, breaking out on the yes. right. And you are our foremost... Yes. Groiper correspondent. Yeah, you're probably the premier scholar of the Groiper. <laughs> and so now that the Groipers have come sort of front and center uh, in the uh, political world, we need to really get down and figure out. First of all, Brother Crump, what is a Groiper? Okay. As I was saying, the Groiper is the is a cousin or a friend of Pepe the Frog, and he's fatter and more racist. My like my I me too. <laughs> yes, and anyone can be a groper. Or the groper is originally not necessarily just. Well, it's like a kind of originates from the the alt right stuff, but it, as with like all of these meme things, it it kind of is like both beyond it and like outside, but also in, inherently embedded with the like the the right wing agitation stuff. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah. Because there's, like, like, Groipers for, like, every, like, real people, right? Yeah. Uh, Groipers actually can inhabit the human form, or it's like a human-frog hybrid. Like, there is a Liz Groiper out there. It's it's sort of like a doppelganger thing. Yeah, like, the Groiper is a mask. Yeah. And um, there's all sorts of different Groiper masks that one can wear and, like, (laughs) make their avatar. Yeah. And... Hmm. That is more so than with, was than was the case with Pepe, even though like Pepe is like kind of similar because there's still all sorts of different Pepes and stuff. Yeah, but, like the grocer is more explicitly like the mask of someone behind it, and and it's also like this subversive, um, like they're more they're more threatening than Pepe. Yeah, absolutely. So like, like they're intended to be more smug. It's more smug. Yeah, I this, mean, like of this fat frog that looks at you. So, like, it's, so, like, explain to me, so, like, if there is, let's say, a, like, Liz here, who <laughs> inhabits the regular body of Liz, who doesn't need to wear a mask because her face is, is Liz's face, what would, like, the Groiper Liz represent there? Like, what is, what is the mask of Liz that the Groiper wears? What is that being? So, the, the, the Groiper Liz would sort of be this, like, the bad Liz. <laughs> yeah. like, like, the dark side, that's... That's sort of like unfiltered and um, like this, this like free libidinal impulse is like runs wild without (laughs) the restraints of this um, stifling liberal morality. Yeah. So, So and I think that, I think that the, the Groiper is um, like darkly satisfied in the fact that he knows and I think that the Groper has to be, like, it's, like, male in a way. Yeah. And because even even a female Groper is, like, male. Yeah. No, I, I know, it, it, I know kinda, exactly what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> so. So right, and, na- right now we're, like, in the midst of what they're calling the Groper Wars. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Can you give us a little bit of a backstory on, like, what that is? Like, we know, basically... We know that a kind of like a crew of Groipers, but mm-hmm. not online. I mean, real people. Yeah, this is the Groiper mm-hmm. has made the, the Pepe. Uh, so sorry to sorry to cut you off, no, Liz. No, please go but on. But I have to mention this: Pepe. People tried to transition Pepe into real life. I mean, famously, there was that video of the guy at like hanging out with the three percenters in Texas, like an alt right guy, being like. Come on, like, where's the Pepe's? Where's the memes? He's got like a Pepe shirt and all that shit, and it it had yeah. a, it had a sort of a bad it like was unable to cross from the internet into real life. But Groipers has made yeah. that that transition almost seamlessly from the screen to the stage. You might say, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. And I think that's a really good point. Yeah, and because so, also like the people that are attending these um these like uh. Turning Point USA uh, speeches and stuff like the Charlie Kirk grifter mainstream normie conservatism like oh we're the like we are the true Trump people which is like obviously not the case and um, 
like when the Groypers or the people that are protesting these or the people who have like na- declared themselves the Groypers as like their identification <laughs> as, uh, as like this protest movement against this normal conservative and in favor of their like reactionary um, uh, politics. So like the the Groyper has been like in person they don't actually do they don't actually don this uh, Kekistan Pepe uh, like they're not actually trying to be memes in person. Yeah, they're just much. like real being like, real. They're people. actually like the people coming out. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. So that's like one difference I think is like in, why it's like not as so to speak cringe as <laughs> in like there it. These things are actually threatening to the mainstream conservative people, or at least they're very angry about it. Hmm. And that's why there's like this groper war. That's why they, um, that's why it gets a lot of internet buzz. And I mean, you see like Vox articles about it, which doesn't really mean very much in and of itself, but it means that people are reading about and talking about it. You mentioned uh, the turning point events. And so when we are, when we kind of, just to our listeners who, aren't paying attention to this stuff like we are, or maybe like my broken brain is. Um, so basically all of these people who identify as grapers are uh, like disrupting like these, this college tour that Car- Charlie Kirk is on, right? It's the like, yes. what is it called? It's something- it is called the, I, wait, no, fuck. What was it called? I thought is it, it was called, called Trigger? No, that was just Donald Trump Jr.'s book. Oh, what, shit. What the fuck is it called? I gotta look this up. Yeah. I gotta, I, I gotta check this. Yeah, it's. But, I think it's. I mean, it's. Uh, let me. I, is I it can called, look like, it up. Is it called like Safe Space or something? Uh, I think it is called the Culture War Tour. Ugh, that's so cringe. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, so yeah, the, like Liz is saying, these groypers are turning up. Yeah, but like real life. So basically, just to like pull it back, so a bunch of college kids, like young kids, internet poisoned young kids, who either yeah. have groypers online or are just like immersed in that groyper culture are showing up on in mass to these like Turning Point USA events that Charlie Kirk is doing on college campuses and like completely disrupting them. And it's been like a huge problem. Yeah. And yeah. So so these enough for them to want to shut down their question and answer periods, which is the like the site of of their resistance. That's hilarious. I know, especially because that is actually the question answer periods are usually where people like Charlie Kirk, Ben Shapiro at all, at all. I've never said that yeah. out loud. That's where they get their. That's where they get the meat for the grist of their fucking cringe compilations. That's where you can yeah. get uh, whatever SJWL or whatever to be like. Uh, excuse me, Ben Shapiro. Women are paid less than men, and then Ben Shapiro's like, <laughs> uh, "Sorry, bitch, I haven't actually paid you anything." Yeah, cringe. Yeah. Um, so where where are these groupers coming from? Because this was not. Like last year when I went on tour with Charlie Kirk, we were <laughs> we were assaulted by no fat frogs, uh, and now it seems like almost every single step of Charlie Kirk's tour, there were a bevy of groypers waiting in the wings <laughs> to uh, spit their vitriol at him. Uh, they come from primarily from Nick Fuentes, right? Yeah. Yes. And um, so he is like this. Uh, I think he could be said to be like the one person like the alt the alt-right media figure that has like gone through the gauntlet of like the 2016 and post 2016 cancellations Mm -hmm. because he has a brand that um basically it can be nazi-like and he still has an audience that is dedicated to him yeah so Mm -hmm. so he's basically i think one of the most influential of like far right U.S. micro like I mean he's definitely more than a micro celebrity, but he's like not quite like a full celebrity because he's still like really young and yeah. like internet like zoomer basically. Yeah, but, like Spencer yeah, is like really out of the picture now. Sp- yeah, Spencer Spencer's done. Spencer's old news. He's fat as shit. He looks like a fucking groiper. Yeah, yeah, all the zoomers hate he- him. <laughs> Yeah, Spencer looks like a groiper, but he's like, I think he's like anti, anti-groipers, or he's, um, he's like a jaded cynic about it. Hmm. So, Spencer's out of the loop. It's, 
it's a different generation of people. And there's people like Patrick Casey, who yeah. is the, in charge of the American Identity Movement, which is the, it is the successor to Identity Europa mm-hmm. or Yevropa. <laughs> oh yeah. And um, so they're they're like the Gloikers too. I mean, they're all connected with the Nick Fuentes. Like they're the Nick Fuentes audience and so. Um, Fuentes, Fuentes hosts a show called America First Radio or something, right? They're like just America First yeah. something. And that is, his whole brand seems to me to be like, he, you know, he wears a tie. He like, he sits there, he's very smarmy or whatever. And it's like enough plausible deniability because he's not like, uh, you know, Zeke Hyling or whatever. Mm-hmm. That like, he can just claim yeah. to be, their whole thing is that they're, they're nationalists who are just asking questions, Right. And yeah, and one yeah. of the one of the questions they were very focused on asking Charlie Kirk uh, was wa- a question about the USS Liberty, which, as many of you know, um, I and my countrymen is in Israel famously bombed in uh, I can't remember what it was, <laughs> it was like, like the eighties. 90- no, it was like sixty-seven. Sixty-seven. Okay, uh, summer that? love. Wasn't it? I don't know. It was around then. I don't give a fuck because it involves both sides yeah. that I hate. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so they, they kept asking these sort of questions about Israel and, and yeah, the dancing Israelis, the dancing Israelis. Well, well, there are some questions. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have some questions. But uh, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, so they they were very focused. Like, what were they trying to prove uh, with with asking these questions to Charlie Kirk? Well, I think that they were trying to show that that Charlie Kirk is not like loyal to America above above other countries and Israel is is like this fundamental point of tension with the like normie conservatives of which Charlie Kirk is like the prime example mm-hmm. um, because like they still toe the neocon line of like uh, basically is like interventionist uh, militaristic and very pro-Israel and yeah. um, I think that well first of all there's like the anti-Semitic angle, but I think that that is actually like, if you reduce it to simply that, it like misses the point because a lot of them are are Jewish themselves or or um, like have uh, are not actually like have personal relationships with Jewish people just because they're like so integrated with just middle class America. Yeah. So like, so they're actually like completely favorable to the militarism of Israel and, um, like admire it kind of like how BAP does in like this, in the sense that like the Israelis are strong and yeah. like they, they like that. Cause that's like what their politics is about is about identifying with that at like at the end of the day. Hmm. But, um, so, but at the same time, like they were trying to prove that like the, like Charlie Kirk is completely unprepared to actually deal with real conservatives, so to speak, or like quote unquote real conservatives that they represent and like the, and that his views are basically synonymous with this like mainstream Malays liberal consensus and that like mm-hmm. they support like gay rights and like the Jews that rule over us and they're like virtually indistinguishable from the, the Democrats or, or whatnot. Yeah. So. It's kind but, of the same um, thing that when, like, there was, like, that clip going around of when Tucker Carlson was in a debate with Charlie Kirk, and he was, like, taking him to task on those same kind of, like, uh, not the not the USS Liberty, but mm-hmm. the, the kind of, like, him still representing that, the kind of, like, failed consensus of the right that's been the line for, like, the past, you know, 40, 50 years, basically. Yeah, the George W. Yeah. Bush sort of thing. And, and it's 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 noticeable that there are all these figures, I mean, Carlson, sort of the most representative of them, who are sort of trying to break out of that consensus, which we don't really want them to do because it's a better idea for them to break <laughs> out of that consensus rather than to stay in it. Yes, yes. Because, yeah, I mean, then they, uh, like, a step ahead, basically. And and that's not good. Well, no. I mean, also, I think that uh, I think that even though someone like Nick Fuentes is not really that intellectual, he um, is sort of in the right place at the right time, where there's like this antagonism that's playing out, mm-hmm. uh, and 
he represents like a more co internally coherent idea than that of like the Charlie Kirk TPUSA people because I think that they sort of encounter the like hollowness of their identification with what they're actually what they're actually talking about. For like Charlie Kirk doesn't I think doesn't actually want to be defending the things that he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, yeah. Like he's basically like completely nihilistic in that sense. And I think that like Nick Fuentes that and like the Groiker faction they represent a certain kind of nihilism that's like inherent to fascism, I think. But yeah. like, it's different than the liberal nihilism, and that's what, like, that's what they're trying to show that is embodied by the like normie Republicans. And so, I mean, I don't yeah, even I mean, think Charlie Kirk wants to be defending Trump. Yeah, I, I don't think I think Charlie Kirk would be much happier with like someone like Rubio or something in charge, which actually is something that the Groypers often point out is that that Kirk actually wasn't pro Trump until Trump got the nomination. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Or like Kirk is like a Paul. I mean, he's like he would be happy with like Paul Ryan. Yeah. And like that kind of, yeah. you yeah. know, just Koch brother, like fucking dumbass. Mm-hmm robot shit the other thing the other thing that yeah. the, the groypers seem to seem to be obviously yeah you like you mentioned there are jewish ones although i mean who knows i, I can't really tell if those guys are actually jewish or not that say they are i'm sh- but like yeah no yeah i mean i just mean that there's there's definitely like some people that exist that have like very like that have a lot in common that but I, yeah you can't tell yeah all sorts of people have various complications and whatever I mean, there's one thing, though, is that a lot of them claim to be Catholics, and Liz is you yeah, know, not yeah. glaring at me yet, but she will in a second. I, I, have, my, I have my reservations of whether, because Nick Fuentes, he's, he claims to be a Catholic. I mean, who fucking knows if any of these guys are Catholic or whatever. But that seems to be sort of like a trend now on the right, is to identify not just with this like reactionary traditionalist Catholicism, because that... That that identification has been around since like Vatican II or whatever, um, or at least as far as mm-hmm. I know. But it's to be to be like this ultra sort of like, you know, Fuentes and and his followers talk about not just being traditionalist Catholics, but like wanting a Franco or wanting a I mean maybe I presumably like a Dolphus or a figure like that, like an Austro yeah. not, excuse me like a a, a clerical fascist uh, system. Which I don't think they'd actually like because yeah. they're pretty vulgar, et cetera. But like, it's it's weird. They're, yeah. they're, they're, I, it seems like they're using this because they are they are virulently anti anti gay, uh, which is a real big divide between them and the Kirks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because because at the end of the day, Kirk is like a liberal or a liberal yeah. in like a true classical sense, mm-hmm. where he really just wants like this. Um, uh actually like utopian uh like no antagonisms between like this generally inclusive um like republican uh well anyway <laughs> but um like the cat the catholics yeah uh, what's interesting about the the Fuentes catholicism is that their brand is so uh, opposed to the pope yeah. and um like the Things like the Amazon Synod and the Pachamama idol supposedly uh, being in the Vatican and then like the Italian people like taking it out and throwing it in the river. <laughs> so, um, so they identify with this reactionary tendency that's like a counter tendency within the church itself. Hmm. Uh, so I think that there's something that's not necessarily that's like, reactionary counter tendencies within the church is not is nothing new like that that's just that's just how institutions are mm. but um uh like the the catholic church is also so much broader than than they're actually like able to grasp it and i think that the catholicism of these people is from the most part really superficial yeah um, I mean, it's also very, but, uh, it's also definitely very different from the like emerging, whatever these people want to call like integralism. Yeah. Like that's a very different movement than whatever Fuentes is like latching onto in this sort of like, yeah, kind of 
uh, proto. I follow or, that a bit less because, that, but that's like with like Adrian Vermula or mm-hmm. whatever, that, however you pronounce it. That name. shit's way more boring and cringe. Um, and like Amari yeah, it's, and it's those way, guys. It's so lame. <laughs> yeah, I mean, th- like those guys are debating Nick, uh, David French. They're not like going and yelling at him about dancing Israelis. Which no, is, I think that's the yeah, the yeah. thing about um, you know, those guys latching onto Marco Rubio tells me that they don't get it. They don't. They're not, they're will they're wholly unprepared for the moment by trying to rebrand Marco Rubio as like an integralist fucking. Are they like, trying to do that? Yeah, Dude, Rubio is doing this whole, like, about fate. I mean, Rubio is, like, a loser politician. Like, yeah. he will not be a good leader. You should not fucking bet your horse on him. Well, he also has, like, five grinder profiles, right? <laughs> Isn't that, like, the... Oh, my God, there's so many good rumors <laughs> about him. And yeah. I think, actually, like, poss- like uh, there was, like, an, a, a rumor about an arrest... Ooh. About with him outside a phone party in Miami. Yes, I've heard the phone party rumor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it seems like it seems like these guys can just kind of like taste that Catholicism is in the air for some reason. It is trending. Trad it, is trending. It is. But Catholicism I, I is very trendy. On the left, too. I, I honestly am, <laughs> don't really understand it, but I observe it and I'm... There's always people that are talking about it. Dude, honestly, we um, fellas yeah. are just looking for a prayerful wife. Uh, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm virulently anti-papist, like old-style, <laughs> like uh, French Revolution-style anti, <laughs> anti-Catholic. Um, but yeah, so it's 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 like we're seeing, and we've been seeing it for a few years. This sort of like beyond, you can't really call it populist right, but like this this. I mean, I'm going to use kind of a heavy-handed example here. If, like, the Nazis are, like, Hitlerites, right? And if, like, the <laughs> mm-hmm. the French people are... Oh, not the French people. Like, yeah, the David French people, they're sort of the traditional conservatives are more like David... Uh, not David French. Like, uh, you, you know, traditional republicanism. There's this sort of, like, this this third wing, I guess, uh, with, with Tucker Carlson kind of at his head, which is this more... I don't know if you want to call it Strasserite, but this less like capitalism obsessed, this much less social liberal sort of. Um, well, it's more of a like European style conservative. Yes. That is, I mean, they want to call it like national conservatism. Yeah. That is basically trying to divorce itself from what you would call fusionism, mm-hmm. which is the sort of like yeah. class or not classic, but the like last, like I said, since like when was that fucking paper like the late 60s early 70s when this sort of like tradition emerged that was like you mentioned with kirk you know is is wholly liberal when you're talking in the like yeah uh in the like actual ideological sense it's extremely liberal that's why it's been so welcome or there's why there's been so many libertarian kind of strains of it um yeah but that's basically like you know Free uh, insistence on free markets, on individual rights, on small government, yeah. uh, you know, et, yeah. et cetera, is et cetera. that to the core. And, like, that is all it's about. Yeah. And so what's emerging with Tucker and, you know, this sort of, you know, this kind of like, they had that first conference this year, the National Conservatives. Um, so, but it's like Tucker and, I mean, you know, a lot of the people that are emerging out of... Holly. Sure, Josh Hawley, um, a lot of the people writing uh, out of, uh, let's say, First Things, and these kind of like more, like you say, not 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 necessarily anti-capitalist, but um, I mean, conservatives have, have always had their own critiques of capitalism that are very different from the left's, but still there. But that yeah. are, that that represents a real break. Kind of trying to make sense of the like MAGA moment and pull whatever they can out of it as a kind of like genuine yeah. break from the pat the like basically Reaganism mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Yeah. So it's like yeah, there's like real people and real ideas, sort of, and then you've got the like graper people that are also trying to capitalize on this like moment and this energy, but like you say, are kind of like, uh, you know, it's like they're all energetic, nihilistic teenagers. And, the oh, yeah. you know, the right has always 
you know, Charlie Kirk and all NTPUSA, I mean, their whole grift is really going to college campuses and recruiting all of these kids into their bullshit, you know, reason yeah. offices or whatever. Um, Koch brothers programs, mm-hmm. but this is like, so it's like, it's like kind of like a younger, darker version of what like intellectuals are doing in like a different way. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I guess I'm yeah. trying to explain. I mean, the bloggers are our participants in the battle of ideas, so to speak. I mean, <laughs> even if it's like, even if we see them as nihilistic and misguided and stuff, like they they are the young people of their respective movement. And I mean, cause I think that they have things in common with Tucker Carlson, for example, and Tucker Carlson is like higher on the totem pole of like ideas slash like influence mm-hmm. and stuff. But I think that I wouldn't even say that Tucker Carlson himself is an extremist or, no. or a fascist necessarily. And, yeah. and just like you said before about like, like a year, more of a European right wing um, you know, he's a reactionary in a sense for American perspective because the American right has been liberal for so long, actually. Like, the Republican Party and the Democratic Party are both, yeah. uh, like, the, center- the centrists of both are firmly liberal. Right. Even if they have various flavors and stuff. And um, so I think Tucker Carlson is not liberal. He's, 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 a, re- a, re- re- he's a conservative which is to say a reactionary relative to the, the the norm which has been established and is now being questioned from from all sides but uh but yeah what do you see as like what could the future be for these people right because they they have this weird connection to Trump like they like Trump but they're not like and you know they have this sort of superficial like we're maga people that wear the maga hats but they're not your like traditional MAGA people who will just need Trump. And if he wasn't there, they wouldn't have a movement. These people would exist without Trump, but Trump has obviously clearly boosted them. What like, yeah, let's say Trump gets a second term. Let's say, I don't know, maybe he doesn't get a second term. Like what, like is, is, is this like tendency growing? Is this like actually going somewhere? Or is this just another sort of like nihilistic flailing of, um, you know, perverts on the internet? Um, okay, I think that, like, Groiper and stuff, like, the specific instances are going to go away eventually yeah. because things, like, trends cannot stay. However, I think that the antagonism between these, uh, this sort of right-wing flavor and uh, the main line is going to stay. Like, that is, Trump is going to die eventually. He's he's really old. Yeah. And, <laughs> Probably not healthy. Not in that great health. Like he's fat as shit. And but uh, like even like though even when he dies, the the Republican Party is still gonna be characterized by this by this gap. And yeah. it's not like the Tea Party, I don't think, because the Tea Party was like the vanishing mediator that had to like had to <laughs> appear, but then like had to just like go away as soon as its like role was done. And it like yeah, basically it could it's it's hopelessly naive now. Yeah. But I don't yeah. think that this like. I don't think that because also the Tea Party was was liberal because the Tea Party yeah. is only really about the individual this indiv- essentially upholding the individual line in a yeah. more puritan puritanical way. Yeah, I mean, the Tea Party was also highly uh, astroturfed, which like no one yeah. really likes to talk about. But it was like bankrolled pretty much by Koch brothers. I mean, there was like some grassroots stuff, but once they saw where that energy was, I mean, and it was all people calling for stuff that was perfectly in line with what the Koch brothers project was, right? Mm -hmm. Or is. Yeah. But the Graper stuff is like not that. (laughs) No, yeah, it's it's, the biggest sort of like, so uh, Fuentes was on Charlie Kirk, or no, excuse me, the Fuentes was on Alex Jones today. Oh God, yeah, we watched some of that. And the minute we tuned in, they were playing this sort of clip that's been floating around that sort of right wing, like the, the Charlie Kirks of the world dug up of Fuentes. Uh, basically, long story short, comparing the Holocaust to baking cookies and using that metaphor to say that the Holocaust likely didn't happen or happened only to a 200,000 people. I'm just asking questions. Exactly. That sort of plausible deniability yeah. game. That, like, it's very cute. We see it constantly. Yeah. 
whatever. It's which is also it's like a pussy ass cuck way to do it. Just say you don't believe in the Holocaust. Don't be a bitch. <laughs> I mean, whatever. Like you don't. So just say it unless you're ashamed. Uh, yeah. Here's the other. But like he, you know, he's on Alex Jones. Alex Jones is like, well, you know. He, basically, Alex Jones poo-poos the Holocaust as like a Soviet propaganda, um, yeah. and and you can see like Jones Jones sees that Fuentes has this audience and has this sort of excitement around him, and he's sort of trying to latch on to that. I can see that happening as well. Some of these other Michelle Malkin, who uh, has devoted her the past like five years of her life to getting that rapist uh, cop, what's it, Daniel Haltzclaw oh, or whatever, yeah, yeah. she's like obsessed with getting him free. Uh, which is a very odd crusade. Um, but uh, she's latched onto it, and I'm sure we'll see a few others that like really get it. CJ Pearson, the uh, the uh, little yeah, uh, yeah. African-American child, was a uh, Trump... I guess he's a Trump guy, too. That's why he's yeah, famous. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He yeah. latched onto it. And we're, we're, I think we're going to see some more of that, but like, I'm interested yes. to see how this th- affects Kirk. Yeah. I th- That's why I think that it's the... This movement's going to continue to, it's going to linger. And I think that a lot of the young people are like Zoomer sorts of figures. And I mean, there's a lot because it seems that politics is just about like using social media and stuff. Live streaming. So there's all sorts of um, like up and coming influencers (laughs) that, I mean, are going to be on the side of the the young people that are perceived to be dynamic and right. uh, like offer some sort of promise. And also, a lot of the people are mediocrities and like the like the latch ons to whatever's like happening right now. Yeah, I get and that. That was also with with Trump too, because there are a lot of like just freaks that were <laughs> the original pro Trump people. And then eventually the serious Republicans started latching onto it once they sort of realized uh, which way the wind was blowing. And um, so I think that there was, there, like in the very beginning, the people that, they're either the people that were like complete prophets and like could see 2016 happening from way before, like like Pat Robertson or someone. Liz. Or (laughs) Pat Buchanan, Pat Buchanan. Yeah. And, um, uh, and then there are just like the people that were, um, just like, like crazy. And of course they're going to be like on board with that, like Dennis Rodman or <laughs> yeah, yeah. like, you know, the, coo- the kooky people. So, so you mentioned that like when we're talking about this split with, you've got kind of like grapers doing their crazy thing and this sort of like internet culture, and then you've got this sort of like you know more serious politicians, thinkers, writers, um, that are like both are basically trying to break with mainstream Republican Party and mainstream mainstream conservative thought. But you mentioned how it's funny like watching these intellectuals kind of try to grab onto the grapers or like that that kind of conversation is going to have to happen at some point. And I want to talk about how that is sort of happening right now with um, the Claremont publication, because they recently yeah. were publishing, I mean, they seem to be publishing a lot of kind of more outlandish right wing views. Um, and they recently had basically what was like a seminar on Bronze Age pervert. <laughs> they they yeah. had him write a piece and Michael Anton write a piece and a bunch of other people kind of jump in on the conversation and basically trying to um, read Bronze Age pervert as a kind of like actual intellectual text or like theoret- politically like political theoretical text, which is interesting. But before we kind of like get yeah. into that, maybe can you give a little background to our listeners who may not, unfortunately, be familiar with Bronze Age pervert? Yeah, who's the pervert? <laughs> okay, yes. So Bronze Age pervert is a um, an online personality and writer that is uh, one of the leading figures of Frog Twitter, but he also goes 
farther back and uh, is like on various um, like fringe right wing forums that would like later become uh, like the, the frog Twitter old people. Mm-hmm. And so he um, and frog Twitter is basically this avant garde, um, like vaguely intellectual wing of the Trump MAGA Pepe online scene. Yeah. So, and they were more, um, they're interested in the occult and, <laughs> uh, like obscure philosophical stuff and things like the, uh, comp bot German idealism, right, right, complete, right. the system of German idealism. <laughs> yeah. So they, like, but they're also sort of very playful and nonsensical about it. Mm-hmm. Right. And BAP within that, within that occupies a certain niche that he is like this bodybuilder or mm-hmm. he represents this um, like sexy bodybuilder catalog photos, yeah. um, glamorous uh, barbarian <laughs> uh, beach. Um, he's like uh, Roman warrior. God. And so he's, and, and he uh, has a knowledge of like classical, uh, like classical literature and history and nerd. So he wrote a book and well, he has a whole online brand that is like, uh, basically that he's like this fascist intellectual bodybuilder <laughs> that talks a lot about like ancient, the ancient wisdom that has been lost in modernity <laughs> and he's like bringing it back and stuff. It rules that whenever these anyway. guys talk about ancient wisdom, they're literally just being like, they just recycle, like you should stand up for yourself and like be strong. Like that's the only, it's like not been lost. That's just like Marcus Aurelius bullshit that like literally they, there's only so much wisdom. Like we figured out all the wisdom like that. Like they figured that out like 10,000 years ago. We still, that hasn't been lost to the sands of time. People still know that you need to like have self-respect and be strong or like, you know, in this case, like, you know, disdain weak people or whatever. But yeah, yeah. So he wrote a book, right? Yes. Yeah, and he he wrote a book that um, uh, sold very well, or it, it made a splash for it just being a self-published Amazon thing. Yeah, and uh, he had a really uh, vocal following, and I mean the whole Frog Twitter has has a vocal following. But he's like wrote this book that is unique among that, and that it's like sort of made this transition from just being online cult thing to actually getting people to turn their heads and like it's like the serious the serious connected people to do so so um so yeah and he wrote a book that basically kind of reads like uh one of the like a Nietzsche book Mm. and how it is uh like the way it's divided into uh the various sections that um, are kind of like loosely collected in different parts that uh, have these like general philosophical themes. And um, you've read it, right? Uh, yeah, I read it, and I wrote a review on it. And so this review uh, was like very controversial to the, the followers because. Um, basically I talked in, uh, particular about the homoerotic themes or yeah. I was like, basically, well, I tried to take it seriously and I tried to identify what I thought was like the most interesting contrast or like the most interesting, like ironic foundation of it, um, was that the way it is understood by its audience is so much different than what it actually is saying. And, uh, hmm. cause I think that the person who like the bronze age pervert person is very educated. He's obviously knows all, all this. Um, you're talking about the man behind bronze age pervert. Yeah. 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 Who like, no and one knows like, who he way- is just so, cause I don't know if our audience knows that. Like it's a total, no, it's like a super secret. No one knows. Yeah. Who he is. No, yeah. Nobody's sure. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's like this anonymous, pseudonymous um, uh, personality. But yeah, but the essentially the whole thing is um, like a very 
homoerotic self-help cool. book uh, that is also um, like it's so like his online personality and just like things in the book itself. Um, I mean, it's so obsessed with like male forms and like strong male forms and, you know, all this like obviously like homoerotic overtones. And I, um, I like talking about that in this review that was like, yeah, these things are in this text and the fans are like actually take very literally like the, the way, like the no homo lines or like the, <laughs> the sort of implied no homo-ness that like distances itself from its own like interest, you know, like it distances itself from its own like queer desire, so to speak. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, that was basically what I said in the review. And, um, and it was actually like kind of ambiguously positive because I was in a uh, Jacobite, which is like this like reactionary intellectual, so like, like online, like they publish like Nick Land essays and stuff. Yeah, and more nerd shit. I'm like the like right, I'm like the left wing writer for this. Um, like, well, they're like, so like they call themselves post-political, which I think is like a ridiculous thing. And I think that they also kind of realize that it's like a ridiculous statement to make, but I think they simply mean like some non-ideological, but like want to publish edgy opinions or whatever. Yeah. Um, but they don't really do anything like, like racist or or whatnot. Anyway. So did his followers get mad at you for calling it it gay essentially or for saying that he was queering fascism maybe <laughs> yeah like i was sort of like the way that i meant that like queering fascism or whatever was like sort of tongue-in-cheek and i felt as if it was like a tongue-in-cheek that was appropriate for the text itself because yeah. the text itself is very tongue-in-cheek there's all sorts of stuff that it's like it's joking it's always it's always very uh playful and stuff so but basically just by pointing out to these things that were in the book um, I had like done this sin against it, or I was like basically like brutalizing the text, and um, so people were outraged by it. It was like a big scandal for, I mean, for these like internet communities, I guess, which is like, who, who knows how important? But I mean, we're still talking about that now, like a year later, or so. Yeah. But um. So yeah, so anyway. at Claremont, they tried to kind of. Uh, not necessarily what you what you talk about in your review, but um, like I said, kind of uh, like draw out some sort of uh, coherent ideological project from Bronze Age Perth yeah. art, and like engage with his text like as a, as a theoretical text. text. Yeah. I would say just like the difference in how I approached it versus how the Claremont people are approaching it is that I talked about it like a literary work and they're trying to approach it as like a serious political treatise. <laughs> and that's why like a bunch of the Claremont takes are just like, oh, well, he doesn't actually have like a serious political program. It's you, you can't actually draw that out of this. That's and, what's so I mean, funny. I think that's true. But I also think that even just trying to do that is like, this like completely doomed and like ridiculous effort because I think it's, the only interesting things about the Bronze Age pervert book are the ways in which it's like this diary of this of this guy, like this underground man that like <laughs> thinks he's God, basically. I'm, yeah, I mean it's and um, <laughs> it's interesting because to me it's like an entirely aesthetic project. Like it's not, it doesn't really have a like coherent. Or if it did have a coherent ideology, it's one that can easily shapeshift to be anything, really. Which is, like, yeah. possibly why it's so dangerous, of course, in line yeah. with, like, yeah. other kind of, um, if you want to say fascistic or uh, reactionary or nihilistic traditions or whatever. But, um so that's why it was, like, really funny reading all of, and I read a lot of them, all of those, like, if you want to call them interventions from Claremont with Bronze Age Pervert because yeah, you can kind of like draw what you want from it and just say, well, he's saying this here and this is where you see this kind of traditional, uh, you know, empire, you know, this like longing for empire and strong masculinity and et cetera, et cetera. 
but you can kind of just make it whatever you want. And that's what kind of, I don't know. I think it's like, maybe that's why it's lasted so long as a kind of, um, like image or like not force, but at least a kind of character on the, this like new nouveau, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, they have, they have so many different takes on it and I don't, I don't even know how many there are and all (laughs) the ones that are there are very long. So there's like so much to be said about this and all these things are different. And there's also all these various tendencies, like there's the Catholic people and there's like the Catholic right wing take against it, which is like, well, this is like blasphemous, basically, (laughs) obviously. And, um, it's like unchristian and stuff. And so, I mean, the people that are like Catholic integralists are, you know, going to be more skeptical of that. However, there are also the Catholic integralists that are like, sympathetic to this and think that it's like this metaphor that also can be applied to this uh these like libidinal libidinal struggles within the church itself (laughs) and um there's so much to be said about it and there are so many different um like angles of approach to it within the conservatives themselves and not even just like to get to the like left wing as well and, um, so I feel like the, there's like an intellectual consensus, I think, or an intellectual consensus of the older serious people, which is just that it doesn't, it's like Nietzschean, it's too much Nietzsche and that actually does not provide this. It's basically like a pretty boring criticism of Nietzsche too, but they also want to attack Nietzsche instead of Bronze Age pervert because they don't want to, they don't know how to take that seriously it's very difficult (laughs) well it's weird because it's like they want to take him seriously because they understand that like people like him and so they're like desperate to find some kernel of something they can latch on to i think they're trying to do this with the grapers too it's like they're trying to find something serious in what is basically like a populist aesthetic movement that they don't understand. Uh, yeah, I would, I would yeah. say exactly that. Like we're, we're watching with, with both of these sort of movements, which are entwined, but not the same that, that they're sort of yeah. outstripping this traditional reactionary, uh, reactionary uh, political base or this, this traditional conservatist uh, conservative, excuse me, conservative political mm-hmm. base and they're like they're totally just bypassing them um and, and you can see these sort of old farts trying to catch up but we also don't know whether this is yeah. actually heading anywhere or whether like i mean to be fair like the Koch brothers have a lot of money and that that money mm-hmm. is probably gonna actually decide where things go in the future like i don't think that there's gonna be like in an underground army of groipers that will will grow up. I mean, it's no. The reactionaries are going to get owned because all the things they want to do, they can't do without taking on capital. Yeah, and that like they love sucking. Yeah. I mean, talk about libidinal impulses. They love getting fucked by these guys. I mean, it's <laughs> yeah. And, and it's 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 yeah, it yeah. is funny. Like that bronze bronze age pervert is both. I think like he is. I mean, if if anyone out there wants to read it, it is one of the most you, everyone should read it. It's. I mean, it I don't is know. Extremely, and I. I, I read everything. I, you know, I, it is. It is. It is quite queer, um, <laughs> and, and it's. But it's also sort of a twin movement with this like new virulently like uh, homophobic brand of whatever yeah, national yeah. conservatism with the Groypers. So we see this like these 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 kind of like parallel lines emerging, and they both are like kind of doing the same thing. But one is like. You should um, not drink water. You should just drink sweat that comes off a man's peck. <laughs> and the other one is like, you should just drink holy water, yeah. uh, which you've just poured on a <laughs> fire that you've set on like a yeah. gay teen center or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's it's really interesting to watch. So we got we got to wrap up, but um, I don't know. I don't. Uh, fuck. I shouldn't have said that because I was trying to think of a question right now. <laughs> um, I guess. I don't know. Do you have any predictions where you see this going? I mean, like you said, you think Fuentes has staying power. I think that's right. He's like kind of eerily charismatic. Yeah, I think I think that he's made it far as it is. And he also has a brand of people that are going to 
stick with him, mm-hmm. which I think sets him apart from someone like Miley Yiannopoulos, who al- who also had to be canceled in order for like the next generation to like emerge, yeah. because he's also basically the old guard, or he's just in between. But anyway, I think that Fuentes is is young enough and also in the right place at the right time with these like forces that are beyond him, like converging and these like apparent antagonisms. I think that I think that um, they are, in a sense, part of a a greater tendency that's happening on the left as well, that's criticizing these like um, like hegemonic centrist tendencies. Yeah, and there's that's like about as far, as much as they have in common. But I also think that like a lot of these are on the left as well are products of forces beyond them, like these individual people. It's not like there's it's not like there's like this one leader that right whose who's yeah. philosophical insights are like changing the world and stuff. Uh, Brace um, Belden. So <laughs> that's why I think that the like these reactionary tendencies like th- that are like um, also economic nationalists uh, and basically uh, just like totally against. Uh, like the individualist liberal ideological position that the right in America has taken for so long. So that's why I think, I think that even if Fuentes isn't around forever, uh, there, whatever he's representing is going to like still exist in some form mm-hmm. in a way that's unlike the tea party, for example. Yeah. And I mean, Trump is not, Trump is not going to be around very much longer. And I think that the, the Republican, like the, the right after Trump is going to continue to be like the antagonism between this like far right fascist wing that like has these like Groiper like characteristics and, uh, like gradually, gradually converting it, winning over the centrist people. Yeah. And yeah. who knows? I think, I think eventually capital is going to be able to, be, is going to be able to work with it. Yeah. They're going I to agree. see that people, just like, just like how capital is going to be able to work with various, uh, socialist yeah. reforms, I think. AOC. Yeah. I mean, they'll find a way, they'll find a way to deal with it and it'll assimilate. Yeah, absolutely. So that, I would say that that's like my prediction if I had to, uh, just like, well, we're going to hold you to it. Yeah. If this doesn't happen, <laughs> I'll kill you. <laughs> oh. Um, Mike, you have a Groiper, right? Yeah, I was about to say, you, 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 you're in possession of a Groiper yourself? So, so there are several waves of the Groipers. The first wave, the first unironic one, was when they were just like the, the first political phase. Where it was like, um, like some civil war generals. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Or, um, and then the second wave are like the the surreal and um, like parodies of the first like serious unironic ones, and um, that includes ones like Come Groiper or like, mm-hmm. which was like this particularly vulgar one. <laughs> and um, so the third the third wave of Groipers is like the includes like the left wing like theory groipers which is like this whole um, yes it's like this like philosophy puppet show thing and like left wing stuff so i have the brecht groiper which is basically like i just like tweet things from it that are about <laughs> like the john Fuegi biography of brecht which <laughs> is really, really iconoclastic because it shows him as, like, this fucking terrible man that just, like, gaslit all these women that, like, were part of this, like, nice. artist collective. Right that, on. Like, he didn't write, like, any of his own plays, actually. <laughs> what? He was actually just, like, this awful abuser. And so, We like, stand a German king. Just, like, boasting <laughs> about manipulating women and stuff. And so it's, like, it's, it's sort of, like, that's what the Groker is, is, like, the, this, like, dark side of of like this particular character yeah. that, that it has the mask of the shadow and, the shadow um, self like, like yeah like the the, the chaotic black pilled like or 
Yeah, or Black Lodge. version, at least. Black-pilled Brecht? So. <laughs> cool, this was fun. I love talking about this shit. Yeah, thanks for griping with us tonight, Mr. Crumpler. I'm 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 glad I could uh I'm glad I could grow up with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um what is there anything you want to plug before we let you go? Um uh so I don't know. I mean check out my Twitter at <laughs> mcrumps and um I also have a podcast with some uh other homies of mine uh called the Jewish Songs Vampires and we talk about Lacan and stuff. And yeah, just I mean I guess that's uh that's about it. Cool. Right well, on. Uh have a great groiper tonight. Yeah, listen. <laughs> Groip on, groiping on, brother. <laughs> I don't remember the rest of the words to wipe. It's just wipe out. I think, I think it's, it's just. Go, 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 out. Uh, groipa, nagila, groipa, <laughs> nagila, groipa. That probably already exists. Those frogs are really big. I, do, I feel bad because I do have a gripper. You, well, you, so your gripper is. It's like, not a proper gripper, though. It's why? It's fan art gripper. So, so to those listening out there, to the, our gripper fans, we know you exist because I look at each and every Patreon subscriber's name. Look them up on White Pages Premium, <laughs> and then figure out their social media accounts. Uh, so I know there's seven Groipers out there, uh, and if if you could make a real Groiper for Liz, and really get us in touch with Liz's shadow self, <laughs> I do be- like the one that I got. Mm-hmm. First of all, it's hand painted. Yeah, it's it's incredibly charming. It is, yeah, <laughs> and it says Joker makeup. Mm-hmm. And Twin Peaks. Yeah. And I feel like that really gets at something. I have uh, been an internet personality for like th- three or four years, three years, I don't know, but I've never had a Groiper. You said you had one. Uh, no, I didn't. Oh, do I? You said I, I think you had, I had a, one. I think I actually you had, had a Pepe. Pepe. Because yeah. you were big, you were big during Pepe. During Pepe. Now, now in my retirement. Because now you got your locked, you know. Yeah. Well, don't. Mm. No, nobody knows that I'm Matt Crisman Groiper. <laughs> Does Matt Crisman have a Groiper? Yeah, it was one of the original new that this new wave sense. of Groipers we talked about. Sure. I do know who who owns the account. You do. Mm-hmm. And she would not appreciate me saying her name. Oh, mm. intriguing. Anyways, thank you. Is there an Epstein Groiper? Is there an Epstein Groiper? I don't know. I haven't encountered it. Yeah, there's an Epstein Groiper. Have you encountered it? Yeah. I mean, he looks Groiper. He, oh, so there was that picture of Epstein in the courtroom where he's his hands placed <laughs> yeah, under yeah, his, his neck. Yeah, yeah, that's very Groiper. And that was the, uh, one of my original looks. I was like, this is is a Groiper. You know who's got mad Groiper energy? Who? Joe Biden. Oh, Biden Biden was born to Groip. Based I Biden. can't say that. Yeah. Oh, he's so. Joe based. Biden is extremely based. He's based in Hunter Pilled. He is so like. <laughs> he is, like you know, like the racist shit that goes through that, like that, you know, just. Yeah, that de- decrepit, decaying. Brain. Yeah, I mean, he's just like rotting on the debate stage. I legit am voting for him in the primary. I mean, it's he's funny. the accelerationist candidate. He, he is the accelerationist. He candidate. actually is. The, he is the people are like Trump is. A, no, Trump is just the Trump candidate. We're yeah, just going to get more of this. Yeah, and it's, that's not going anywhere. No, no, I, that's going to accelerate us towards like you know, fear her Pelosi. No, we or some need shit. Biden, so we go to war, nuclear exchange with either the East or the other country further East. I don't think this is a good plan. We get destroyed. However, hmm. because. I have injected myself with cockroach DNA using the CRISPR system. I am immune from radiation. And me and my, I have a ranch. It's oil round? No, it's, it's, well, yeah, okay, yes, technically it is literally that. <laughs> uh, it's uninhabited. Uh, and I will uh, use, I will repopulate the earth. Wait, you just took Epstein's idea. Uh, ideas are free currency. <laughs> it's, it's like, uh, it's like Bitcoin. Um... You know who else is based? Hmm. Tulsi. Oh, Tulsi is by far the most based candidate, actually. She might be more based. She's going to be the, like, 
She's the Strasser candidate. She's the yeah. She really is. She's also the candidate for people who are like, we got to end the forever war, but also like, how dare you insult Tulsi the troop? Yeah, totally. I'm like, this bitch is still in. The, how cocked is that? Be like, we got to get her out work of out war. Videos, oh yeah, she's not fine. I don't. What? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't want to get hot choked for out. A she looks like an R crumb drawing, dude. No, she doesn't. Yeah, okay. She looked good on the debate stage. Yeah, well, that's only because she was surrounded She's by bad skin. I can't get over that. I could lotion her. No, it's not. That's not the situation. She's like scarring. Oh, I could unscar. I could put that scar cream on her. You're but distracted I do by think it. that you are such a little jerk. Yeah. I'm I, just saying what we're all thinking. I think all women are beautiful. A-W-A-B. Oh, for God's sake. No, you don't. Yes, I do. That's I'm not going to say on air what things that Brace has said to me. Especially while they smile. <laughs> and I don't understand why they're such bitches about me telling them <laughs> that they should fucking do it more because they look prettier that way. Every girl is like all the time, I want to look fucking pretty. I want to look pretty. So, all right, you're riding the bus home from work. You look like shit. I'm telling you to smile. That would improve. Point five is better than zero. And yet they're like, oh, I'm, I'm putting you on live leak. And then everyone's going <laughs> to fucking call you a uh, smile guy. And you're going to get fired from your job. And you're going to have to fucking do celebrity boxing fights with the bagel guy. I, I kind of liked bagel guy. Okay. Yeah. Fellas, please do. No, don't say that on air. <laughs> that is a certain type of I felt bad for him pocket. before I knew he was a troll. Like he was faking it? Yeah. I thought it was, when I thought Genuine? it was real for a second, I was like, oh, Wait, I feel bad for him. You're saying he's trolling or are you saying that he's literally a <laughs> mythical troll? Because he is, he is rather odd looking. All right. We got to end this fucking episode. Yeah. This thing's like two hours long. Um, Grippers, I see you. Well. I hear you. You're valid. This has been Brace Groiper Belden. See, you like that nickname? <laughs> I'm Liz. Joined by producer Young Chomsky. We're going to grip on out of here. Bye bye. Bye.